0: Radio MD, RadioMD.com, emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome to the show on Radio MD, Health from the Outside In. We're Feeling Good starts with looking good. I want to welcome my next guest. This is a very um, interesting study that won the, and I'm saying, hope I'm saying it right, the IG Nobel Award for Medicine given out annually to physicians that produce unusual research. This is Dr. Stephen Stack. He is, um, a professor in the departments of criminology and psychiatry at my alma mater, Wayne State University. Welcome, Dr. Stack. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: So this was a very interesting study. This was you looked at the effects of country music on suicide. first of all, I have to ask you, how did you even start to look at this study
1: uh well we uh, my my colleague Jim Gunlock at Auburn uh, presented some data on suicide rates in 49 metro areas and he was puzzled on why the suicide rate was high in some of the southern cities. And a student said, I know why. And he said, (laughs) why? And the student said, there's more country music radio stations in those southern cities. And so we uh, followed up on that over the next year or so, and we got data on 49 metro areas that had data on country music, radio market share. Hmm. Uh, Radio and Records publishes uh, an annual count of the percentage of the market that listens to different genres of radio. Uh, And so we correlated the radio market share of country music with the white suicide rates and the black suicide rates for these 49 metro areas, and we found that there was... uh, A moderate relationship such that the higher the country music radio market share the higher the white suicide rate Um, it had nothing to do with the black suicide rate because at the time um, relatively few blacks were country music fans Um, the association was independent of poverty rates location in the south divorce rates and some other things and so Mm. that Even after you controlled out some confounders, there was still something there.
0: Huh. That's interesting. So by that theory, if you looked at, say, uh, the rates in Nashville, Tennessee, where isn't that the country music capital almost of the country, um, did they seem to have some of the highest suicide rates?
1: Yeah, Nashville was not the highest, but it was one of the... uh, metro areas that had a much higher than average suicide rate, uh, mm. but it goes beyond just Nashville, um, that there was uh, high, relatively high suicide rates much of the time, or if not most of the time, in the cities that had higher radio market share. We don't think that the that country music necessarily causes people to commit suicide, but country music is associated with into it are significantly different than people that are not country music fans so it's not necessarily the music although the music you know does have a lot of uh achy breaky heart
0: (laughs) right i mean that 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 is the thing and then the study was i mean i found this recently and the study was a, a while ago i think when was it published in the um long time ago, 1992. Yeah, in the 90s. And I was wondering, and I don't know if you've continued along this vein, but there is a difference in the country music back then. And it did have that, you know, twang and everything was going wrong and I'm drinking and my wife left me, my dog left me, and I've got nothing left versus, you know, they still sing about interesting issues today, but country music today is very pop-oriented. Or- it doesn't It doesn't have some of those sadder melodies. Some of it's even funny. You know, Brad Paisley writes some very funny lyrics, uh, uh, Check You For Ticks and Gone Fishing, that's kind of lighthearted. So I don't know if you've followed this study, but I wonder if it is related to the music that was more popular back then versus the country music today, which is very pop.
1: Well, it may not actually be the music, but the kinds of people that are attracted to the subculture. We we found that country music fans were much more likely to be divorced than others. Like 27% of the country music fans in the national survey that's done on these things were divorced compared to only 18% of the non-fans. And then uh, divorce is a really uh, strong risk factor. And then having a gun in the house, 61% of the country fans had guns, reported having guns in their house in the General Social Survey versus only 40% of non-country fans. And so it may be the characteristics of people that are tied into the subculture more than the content of the music itself. Um, There's very little on music and suicide. I did a review a couple of years ago. There were only 22 studies. This is like one of them. We did do a follow-up, and uh, using data for 2005, and we focused on 108 cities, and we focused on one song, which was the best song of the year, Whiskey Lullaby. Uh, in Whiskey Lullaby, a soldier comes home only to find his wife in bed with somebody else. Uh, he puts uh, the bottle to his head and pulls the trigger, is the uh, key line in Found that for every 124 plays of this hit song, this was the number one song of the year in 2005, there was one additional male suicide. It didn't trigger female suicides, but it triggered the. uh, seemed to have something to do with the uh, suicide rate of men.
0: Interesting, but yet if you you know if you think about it, I mean how many shows have suicide and issues, soap operas, you know, the almost the definition of soap opera. And I know you weren't looking at that, but I, I wonder if there's a, a correlation there or maybe just soap operas seem so unrealistic today.
1: <laughs> there were some studies done on suicide and soap operas over in England back in the 1980s, and they had mixed results. Some of them did find that um, following a suicide in a popular Soap opera it was the East Enders. Uh, some of them found a blip off and some of them didn't. So, uh, No one, as far as I know, has studied suicides in soap opera since then. It, it, these um, uh, work on soap operas, movies, um, music is sort of a rare.
0: So, what do you think the takeaway from <laughs> from this is? I, I'm sure, you know, we, country music stations. <laughs> did they all come out against you uh, when this article was published? Or um... oh yeah,
1: yeah, we we were called uh, things like "academic coneheads" by <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> we we did have our 15 seconds of uh, <laughs> fame. Actually, for two weeks, we were the in the top 10 most talked about stories. Uh, Back in the uh, in 1992,
0: yeah. yeah and then, I like just... you
1: said, we did receive the Ig Nobel Prize at Harvard <laughs> for the a study that sounds humorous but also has some serious uh, content as well. So that yeah. was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, very interesting. And, and when I came across it, I thought to myself, well, you know, I wanted to talk with you about it because it is fascinating and see if you had any follow up on it because I, I, I understand the demographics are different to country, but it has gone a little mainstream now. Um, so I wonder if that's in fact, uh, gonna help it. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Stephen Stack. This is the Dr. Levenoker Show on Radio MD, Health from the Outside In. We're feeling good starts with looking good. So stay tuned into your health.